everybody. It's Allie. I'm just dropping in here to let you know that you might see a few more um, mini-sodes than usual between some of our episodes. Normally we release mini-sodes like at the end of a season or when it's a holiday weekend, um, but Sage and I just have some busy things going on in our personal life, so you might see a few more mini-sodes in between um, each episode for season three, um, but we have a lot of them recorded. Uh, just wanted to let you know, and then we should be back to our regular scheduled programming very, very soon. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know, if you see more minisodes and you're concerned, nothing's wrong. We're just um, a little bit busy right now, but we wanted to give you guys content as well. So I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. Um, and we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk soon. Um, if you'd like to write to us in the meantime, um, please write to us uh, at Gmail. It's this too much pod at gmail.com, or you can slide into our DMS at this too much pod on Instagram. Thanks everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Hi everybody. This is Allie. And this is Sage. And this is us. On the This Too Much podcast. Yay! A podcast about this is us. Um, <laughs> for everybody listening who has learned about my computer struggles, I finally got a new computer only for the video to not work. So, right. We don't know we, what I'm it not, is. We, I we can see troubleshooted Sage. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we troubleshooted a lot, um, but it'll be fine. It'll be right. fine. So, with that, Sage, would you like to give us a Sage synopsis? Sure. So this week's synopsis for season three, episode five says, Kate and Toby try to keep busy while waiting for big news. Randall embarks on a new journey. Kevin meets someone from Jack's past. I, so I understand that this is called Toby. However, I don't really think it was like super Tobes. Yeah, me neither. I like remembered this episode being a lot more Toby to be honest with you I agree with you I yeah I just remember it being a lot more Toby I still think younger Toby is adorable I loved the Toby parts even though they were sad most of them were very sad um but yeah I remember it being a lot more Toby Yeah, I feel like this is like the first episode too where when I first watched the show, I initially started really liking Toby because it like gave me an opportunity to like understand him a little bit more. Like I've always thought he was like funny and like I liked him in that sense. But I think this is like the episode that like really solidified that I liked him because I just learned so much about him that it made me like just have more empathy towards him, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like Toby anyway, and I like Toby continuing through the whole show. But yeah, this gave me more more empathy towards Toby. Not that he needed my empathy, but like, right. I don't know. I just like him a lot. It, I feel like this episode also made me a little bit more empathetic towards his mother and less empathetic towards his dad. Right. Yeah. I agree with that also. Yeah. Um, so with that, would you like to get into the episode? Sure. Great. So we open with seeing little Toby um, and he's wearing a Ghostbusters t-shirt. <laughs> it's, the, it's the little goggles for me. <laughs> yeah, the little goggles. And he's he's like playing in his bedroom. 
um, and he hears his parents fighting. Yeah, it's very sad. And then he turns on the fan. I was also impressed. I didn't, I don't, I didn't remember that they kept the same mom from the wedding. Yeah. I mean, I thought about that too, but I'm like, okay, but Sage, it's been like, it's only like six episodes, five episodes since the wedding. So I'm like, it's not that big of a (laughs) time jump, I guess. I mean, between seasons, but continuity was a little easier to keep at this point. So I guess that's true. I just like, I think about, but if you think about it, like last episode where we see Rebecca's mom, it is not her same mom that it is when she's older. I agree. I mean, I think today she doesn't have to ride in a limo with them, which by the way, who the hell paid for that? Yeah. (laughs) I just, I think that today things are like more different than they were then I guess yeah you know what I mean because like my mom was like my parents graduated from high school in the 90s yeah so like they are not that much older than like the Pearsons and like I think like when I hear stories like my mom was like we didn't like go to everybody's house and like spend hours taking pictures like when I went to prom my parents spent like hours taking yeah and yeah, like we too. had to go to certain places and like we went to like all my aunts and uncles houses like it's like a lot. I never this the thing is is like I was never I never was interested in that I just got like roped into it because of like friends or whatever because <laughs> I was yeah. like this is too much for prom it's a dance <laughs> I get that yeah. I get that completely um but yeah, so they're going with there. And then after that scene, we see Rebecca. Nope, we don't see Rebecca. We see <laughs> Beth and Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beth is like, which earrings do you like better? And Randall says he likes her hoochie hoops, which I think is so funny. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Beth is powered up. She's ready for her interview. And Randall is... Um, she tells Randall to show some neck, which I thought was very, very funny and very, very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, you cannot cry during this campaign. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about fathers, you cry. You talk about daughters, you cry. You talk about the little boy with his lemonade stand in the middle of winter, you cry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, it was so sad. And then we also find out that Beth has, since the last episode, Beth and Randall have agreed that if Randall doesn't or if Beth doesn't want Randall to continue on in the campaign at all, that he will drop out of the campaign. Right. Which I think is an important conversation that we don't see. Right. But I, but I just think in this moment, they're such a good team. I normally think they're a good team. I just know what's coming. So not no spoilers, but like, I almost think what's coming is a little bit out of character for them. However, right now I, I think I don't think team. I agree with that to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I just feel like Randall I like I don't want to spoil too much, but I do feel like Randall as does his siblings at times also, like when they think something is really important, they kind of forget about other people. They railroad everybody. Yeah. I think- and Sometimes the Pearsons are so single-minded to the point of, like, recklessness. So I get what you're saying. 
Yeah. And I think that like that kind of happens to Beth a little bit. Yeah. Um, like in the upcoming episodes and we can talk about it as we get there as well. But I do think that like, I don't think it's entirely out of character either, because I think that was the whole point of the conversation in the last episode with William right. and Beth. Right. Because like, right. You know, Beth is always the one that's like kind of putting things to the side for Randall. And I think that she hasn't really needed him to do that for her yet. Right. But when she does, like he isn't able to basically. So, yeah, I get that. I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And then after that scene, I believe we see Kevin and Zoe. Mm -hmm. um, And they're headed to Baltimore to meet Mm -hmm. uh, Robinson. Is that his last name? Robinson, right? Yep. Um, and you know, um, I do love that Kevin like rolls his eyes at Zoe at one point in time when he's like, what should I introduce you as? And she's like, not that. And he like rolls his eyes, which is super annoying. But there's another important part of this where Zoe's like, oh no, I forgot my pillowcase, my silk pillowcase, my very nice silk pillowcase, the one that's important to me. And Kevin thinks that it's like a vanity issue or it's like this like kind of like prissy thing, I guess. And Zoe kind of leaves it at that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't necessarily even think that he was like entirely like his, all she said was, Oh no, I forgot my silk pillowcase. And he said, he basically said, what you can't like you're you're too good to sleep on cotton or something stupid like that like yeah. it wasn't I mean I don't like I think he was kind of picking on her more so yeah, than like, he was like you're being vain like I right. think that it was was it, said in jest yeah right I agree I do I so this topic I mean obviously I not I can't really speak on it because I don't I'm not a black woman right and right. like hair hair's a big deal and it's like part of the culture um Although I just feel like, why wouldn't you just tell Kevin? Right. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. But I also, on the flip side, I thought, why doesn't Kevin know any of this if he lived with Beth and Randall? Things you think about. But that was the end of that conversation. They're driving to Baltimore. And then I think next we see Toby. Yep. And um, he's, he's like young at this point. Um, and they're out school clothes shopping. Yes. And, and I just want to say, we've heard about Toby's brother twice. And we can keep him in here. But again, Rebecca's sister. Like, I know. What the hell? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but so Toby tells his mom that he needs new school clothes because um, it's been weeks and she hasn't been able to get out of bed. Yeah. So they need to get new school clothes like while they're there. Right. Um. And he picks out like a blazer and he starts like doing some impressions and jokes and he's like making her laugh. And I right. think it's like sweet. I actually think this kid's Rob- Rodney Dangerfield impression is so good. Like, <laughs> in the plays young Toby. I was laughing. I thought it was very funny. But yeah, like it's very apparent that Toby's mom also struggles with depression issues. And yeah. whether those started as postpartum or they always were happening... Um, I also want to say, don't you think Toby's mom in the scene looks a little bit like Kate Walsh from Grey's Anatomy? Just a little bit with the long hair. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, their yeah, like facial structure is very similar. And I was like, oh, she looks a lot like Kate Walsh right here. 
So then we see adult Toby and Kate. Yep. And they refer to themselves as baby mama and baby daddy. And I put <laughs> gag. <laughs> yeah. And um, so today is the day that they find out whether or not um, the IVF worked and if Kate is pregnant or not. Yep. So. And Toby's like, we need to stay calm and we need to stay busy, which I feel yeah. like is probably good advice, honestly. Yeah. I I think that's like good advice for most things, to be honest. So yeah, right. I don't take that <laughs> advice a lot of the time, but it's good advice. So um, funny. And then we see we're back like when the Pearsons are teenagers, and we see yes. Miguel yes. bringing Rebecca a piano for their apartment. Yes. I think this is a beautiful gesture. I do too. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was very thoughtful and not even in a romantic way, just in a like friendship kind of way. Right. You know, yeah. He's taking care of them. Yeah. Um, I also thought this was funny or maybe not funny, but interesting because I think that like this is us loves to do like this little, like these little tricky moments, I guess. I think that they set us up. And I don't think a lot of people fell for it, but I think that the the producers were trying to set us up to hate Miguel. <laughs> I do. I 100% agree with you. And I guess the first time, but like I have never hated Miguel, right? Me like the first, watch, the first watch through, I didn't even feel that way. I think you and I are looking at it with different eyes this time, which I feel like this is a really good show to go back and watch like looking at it with brand new eyes, like this is a great show to rewatch, right? Because you're noticing all these tinier things. But the first time I really did not hate Miguel. And I, I don't hate him this time either. And I kind of don't, you and I have talked about this before. He's kind of not the best person at the beginning of the show. Like you don't really, not that I have always liked him, but like, there, excuse me, there are things where I'm like, mm, like when he yeah. flirts with Kathy in the office, look. I'm like looking back and I'm like, okay, like I don't hate him. I don't see like things, but I think that they're really trying to set him up that way. Right. Does it, because it seems like, you know, they just lost Jack like a few months ago and like, he's already like stepping in and we know that him and Rebecca end up married. So it feels like he's like trying to slide in there real fast. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Especially because he made comments when Jack was alive about like Rebecca's booty. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Or like Rebecca's like the best woman in the world and like you guys are perfect. Like, you know what I mean? And like, while I think that that's, I just think all of this is like really pointed. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I just think like, yeah, it's very pointed. Mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like true like I no, don't know I don't yeah I here's the I feel thing like at the I end of this episode it. they set you up to like kind of resent Miguel like oh he's sure moving in fast but then you're like oh okay so so yeah so we see Miguel bring over that piano for Rebecca and then like this is also when we know like they've been struggling with like their fridge it's been having issues and yes. we find out like he's gonna take a look at the fridge. And I feel like Kate is kind of a, like a brat about the piano, but then like I I give her some slack like later on in the episode when I kind of like see why, I guess. 
I guess so. She's Kate's annoying. Like sometimes I'm just like, no, like because I think for her, like she's just in so much grief that like she doesn't feel like right, like enjoying music, which is something that she enjoys so much. Right. Um. So yeah. No, I get that. I yeah. I just think, why would you stop doing something that your dad loved so much? But I guess, like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so then we are with Kevin and Zoe. Um, yes. And they stop at a gas station for some snacks. Um, yes. Kevin's, like, checking out at the, the, the cash register. And basically what happens is that zoe comes up and says oh the like the lock on the bathroom isn't working or something and the gas station attendant is like excuse me i'm helping somebody like and kevin's like oh no don't we're we're together but like it was obviously because the woman was racist like right yeah gross yeah i said that's gross and i hate her (laughs) and then we're at randall's rally at the barbecue place, best barbecue in Philly, mm-hmm. which is weird, but okay. Um, and that cornbread looked so good that they were serving. I was like, mm-hmm, I want cornbread. It was probably um, fake. <laughs> well, it looked delicious. But, um, you know, he's having an event, but really, like, no one cares that Randall's having an event. They're just there for the food, really, the delicious free food. Mm-hmm. And Randall's like, Chi Chi, where is my name on this flyer? She's like really tiny <laughs> right there, but I got people here. But basically she said, I filled the place and the rest is up to you. Yeah, which I think is fair. I do too. Um, so then we see a slightly older like teen um, aged Toby and he's talking yeah. to his dad and his dad basically says that sad thing that happens to you will simply not fly when you're grown um, I really so like, hate his dad in this moment yeah he wants Toby to like kind of just snap out of it I might be having a false memory about his parents to be honest with you it's just okay so it's definitely just like a tv trope but there's like part of me that's like maybe Toby's parents end up back together <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think this is us. Is like I, I feel like you're, that is that's that's the parent trap. <laughs> no, that's like literally every single uh, like TV show ever. Yeah. Like, have you ever watched the the episode of uh, New Girl where Jess tries to get her parents back together, <laughs> and they've been sleeping together for years yes. and years? Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's so I've seen good. every episode of New Girl. You don't have to ask. I love New Girl. Me too. So good. Um, so then after we see teenage Toby, we see Toby now at the pharmacy. Um, and he's like begging the pharmacist to fill his prescription. And he's like, I really need this now because I didn't tell my wife that I went off of it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess my whole thing here is this whole going off antidepressant things thing and not telling Kate is very much a Kate move and not a Toby move. Toby's not really secretive about stuff. So that's why I think it's kind of weird. Well, I don't think it's that weird. Cause like, 
I mean, I know he's like not usually very secretive or anything, but he did like mention this idea to Kate initially and she said absolutely not. So she was like against it. So I think like, right. and like, we know that he was like so stressed about that like 10% chance. Yeah, I know. I, but I just thought it was weird. And then I think it's weird. Like, why did you go to the pharmacy and not your, why didn't you just, why didn't you call your doctor? Yeah. That no, part, I, I that piece, I'm like, what is the pharmacist? Never have I been like, I'm gonna go to the pharmacist. Like, right? I need some antibiotics. I'm gonna go to the pharmacy. Right? right. Like, I guess maybe I'm missing something. But I was like, no. that's not how real life works, bud. Yeah, I think he was just like desperate, to be honest with you. And then well. we see, um. Kate and she's getting ready for her Adelogram gig. Yes, I love everything about Kate as an Adelogram. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah, no, I agree. I also love that song that she sings, and Ugh. I think Chrissy Metz did a good job. Oh my god, I think she's so good. I wrote that down yeah. later. I was like, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then we after we see her in that very very tiny Adelogram scene, we flash back to prom. Mm-hmm. Um. Sophie's dress, timeless, would just like to say that. Beautiful dress. Um, and Kevin and Sophie and Randall are walking up to Allison's door. And Kevin's like, you're like a parent's dream. And he lists up all the reasons why. One including that Randall doesn't know how to have sex, which I thought was so rude. And then Randall goes, shut up. I look like a bellhop. <laughs> literally so funny. Um, and then Allison's mom greets them at the door. And then her dad walks out, seemingly nice-ish for about a second. And he's like, hi, Randall. It's so nice to, I can't do this, and goes away. And then it's apparent that her dad is a huge bigot. Yeah. Do Do you blame Allison? No. But okay, also, you're like, that's the only nice okay, thing that I can say here's, about her. Here's my problem with Allison. Here's okay. my problem. And she's, and you're going to be like, Allie, she's a teenager. And I know that before I say this. You're going to say, I, wait, I'm going to predict what you're going to say. Okay, you're going to say she should have intervened more and stood up for Randall. Or no, 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 because I think that would be hard. My whole thing is she should have intervened before this even happened. Hey, my dad's what? racist. Okay, but I think maybe she had intervened not on Randall's point of view or from Randall's point of view, but from like she's intervened already or tried to because of like, I don't think it was a surprise to Allison's dad that Randall was black. No, I agree agree wholeheartedly with you. She told him ahead of time, like, listen, my boyfriend is black. You know, you have to be nice to him, blah, blah, blah. So I yes. do think she like tried because he doesn't seem like shocked when he sees Randall. I agree. But letting somebody who's the minority in this situation and does not have the upper hand walk into the lion's den, like unarmed, basically, is like a lot. Okay. But how do you say to somebody, hey, my dad's a racist. Let's just meet at the prom. Telling- hey, my dad's a piece of shit. Like, let's meet at the prom. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, how do you, like, how do you go about that? Like, because she obviously didn't end up going with Randall. So she like ruined Randall's entire night by not being like upfront and honest and transparent about it. 
I know, but I feel like how do you go to somebody that you like or, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say that they were in love because they were just, you know, teenagers. They weren't so in love. But how do you how do you go to somebody that you're like in a relationship with in high school and say, especially because you're like 16, 17 years old at this point. And so you are like completely under your parents control. If you want to go to prom, you have to take pictures at your parents' house, potentially, because she does make a, or Randall does make a comment to Rebecca that her parents are really, like, they want to be super involved in her life, and, like, they basically document everything she does on a camera. Well, if her dad's racist, that picture's not going to be anywhere to be seen anyway, so why didn't they just take pictures of her by herself? Like, I just think it's, like, a very weird, like, I just think if Allison truly cared about Randall and I'm not saying this is like all her fault either. Like I'm not saying that, but like, where was the intervention beforehand? Like she just let Randall walk into that situation, which is really gross. Again, like I get it, but like, I also feel like when you're 17, like your parents come before your high school boyfriend and when so you're 16 and <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying like when you're that age though, you think that you're like so in love. Do you remember being 16? I do. Like everything's the end of the world and you're in love with everybody. So I just think it's yeah, really but I mean like okay, but I remember being like that too, but also like I know that like if if it came down to like my parents or my boyfriend like I knew like I would have to pick my parents because if I didn't like I would be homeless you know what I mean like yeah they have they have the upper hand here when you're when you're that age like your parents okay well maybe your mother should have done a better job then yeah I'm I'm not saying that any of this was okay I'm just saying that like from Allison's point of view and also like how do you just go to somebody that you supposedly care about and say like my family hates you for who you are like for what you look like for things you can't change about yourself I don't know man I think I'd rather do that that? because you're you because you're protecting them I just, I feel like at 17 years old, I wouldn't have been able to have a conversation like mm, that with my brother. I would have. I would have. Like, I'm just, I know I would have. I think at 17 years old, I would have just done my best to keep them apart. <laughs> my par- But I right. don't think I could say, like, my parents hate you for, for something that you have no control over. Do you think her mom was also racist and I just don't think that? Or what do you think? Okay, so I, like, feel like many people who are, I don't know how to put this nicely, but basically, if you're willing to be married to a bigot, there's probably some part of you that has those opinions as well. Whether whether or not you're, like, as vocal or expressive about them, like, if 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 you're willing to be married to somebody that has, like, deep hatred towards somebody else. Right. You yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are like real core values. You know? Right. Well, I guess we'll just agree to disagree about Allison. Yeah. I just feel like, 
at 17 years old. Also, I think that in this, the world we live in today, and I know that it's only been like 30 years, roughly. (laughs) Watch it. (laughs) Seriously, it's it's been like 30-ish years, but like- No, I'm well aware. (laughs) I think that the world is like so much more different now and people, especially- teenagers like gen z and what's the one after gen z i didn't know there was one i thought we were still in gen z no 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 there's the young the the preteens aren't gen z anymore bbs bbz they're like gen alpha i think um Mm. but so like i think that their world is so much more accepting that they are able to like speak up more to their parents versus like in the 90s like that was major disrespect also so I don't know I just yeah I feel like I give Allison more slack because clearly I, she I'm giving has her an issue with Randall because if she did right. she wouldn't have dated him I'm giving her some slack I'm not just I'm just not giving her all the slack no, you said she threw him to the wolves. She did. <laughs> That's no slack at all. She did throw him to the wolves. Ugh. AKA her racist trash parents. Like, she, But I think that she thought she had it under control because I do think that she probably prepped them. Mm-hmm. I just think that they responded in a way she didn't expect. Welcome to the I Can't Stand Allison podcast. Yeah, Allison really really (laughs) Sage knows that I, when teenagers do things that teenagers do in shows, that I get super annoyed about the teenager doing the teenager-y thing. Um, And that's one of my biggest flaws, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so here's the thing is Allie just like, she doesn't remember what it's like to be <laughs> that's really really rude <laughs> it's, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I know that you remember what it's like to be a teenager okay you just you're really tough but, on teenagers <laughs> I am tough on teenagers because those are your formative years and why are you letting peer pressure get to you but you have to and go I'm- through but you have to go through trial to learn in your formative years so the <laughs> The next thing that happens in this podcast is that Randall is then at the restaurant and he's giving a speech to the people. Yep. Yes. And he talks about William. Uh-huh. And he talks about how, you know, he's part of this community because his dad was part of this community and, you know, he feels like he's been doing, he would do him a disservice and he doesn't want to do anybody a disservice. And then he starts talking about Congressman Brown. Yeah. Councilman Brown. Councilman Brown. Thanks. And he is just like, you're so comfortable with him that you overlook things that he does. Yeah. And this is not received well. No. So this is, I think where he made the big mistake. Yeah. You know, because I think he had him there for, for a minute. Like they were, you know, yeah. I think mostly listening. Randall's a great Randall's a great speech giver. So Yeah, I think that his approach of attacking somebody was not good though. No, that part not, you know, I agree with you. That's definitely where it went south. Um, and then we're with Kate. Yeah, she's a little Adelegram. Yeah. And she sounds freaking amazing. Agreed. 
I would like to say though, I'm a big Adele stan. Okay. I love Adele. I love her first, I think, how many are there? Three albums, four albums. There's 19, 21, 25. So I think three. There's like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Like there's a, there there's might a be a bunch, I think. There's, yeah. So there's several. This newest album, mm-hmm. I did not love. I didn't really listen to it. I'm it, not like a huge Adele fan. I, I am. I love Adele got me through the biggest heartbreak of my life when I was like 21. And she was so good. And the, the album was like so relevant because it was her 21 album. And I was like, yeah, like great, perfect. And um, and then like her and she sings beautiful ballads. And I just felt like this album wasn't that. Mm. Like, and it's about divorce, which obviously I haven't gone through. So maybe like in that way it's not relatable, but I think everybody relates to heartbreak. There was just something that I couldn't get into. Yeah. The kind of music was also different. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I like liked a few of her songs while she was like on the radio and a little bit yeah. like, more relevant. I don't want to say she's not now, but I feel yeah, like I think it's different though. She's not like top 100 just like she used to be, maybe. I feel like anytime you go and do like a Vegas spot, okay, like that's what you're doing with your life. You like kind of take yourself out of that. Like. I a little bit disagree. Really? Yeah. I'm only saying this because and I know Britney Spears did a Las Vegas residency that's what it's called Mm -hmm. but like I'm thinking of other people everybody that I love does Las Vegas residencies I just need to go there and knock them all out but Celine Dion did a lot of residencies Katy Perry does them Mm -hmm. but I would not say Katy Perry is like top 100 anymore either and I love Katy Perry too guys like that's no slight towards Katy Perry at all um Backstreet Boys The but tell me your thoughts. Yeah. Okay. That's one. I feel like they're more relevant now than they were. Really? Yes. What? In the world of like TikTok and Gen Z nostalgia, because this is the thing is like the millennials had their nostalgia moment, you know, the Backstreet Boys went on tour again yeah. and like, right. like they had like that little like comeback. And so now like this is the first time like this has come kind of come full circle for like major like gen z because i didn't have older siblings so like your younger siblings had like their nostalgia a little bit from like oh ali listened to like i love your sister but she wouldn't have listened to half of the people if you hadn't like introduced right. her. no i agree you know what I mean? her whole phone her whole apple music list is my music exactly exactly so like for however me- i do like the jonas brothers were still early 2000s yeah. So like when I was young, I'm not saying that they were like not like relevant for right. Like you I feel like the Jonas like, Brothers, yeah. The Jonas like, Brothers are more relevant for me than like One Direction. I love One Direction. I'm a directioner. However, like I was older when they became popular. Thesa was I so like I feel like the the first time that like 
like I would say the Jonas Brothers were like one of the very first like bands that I would say right. that I liked without like my parents influence right. or like that I liked from like listening to the right. radio or whatever. Like I the Jonas Brothers are your Spice Girls is what you're saying to me. Yes, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. And so <laughs> now like when they're coming back around, like that song, The Waffle House is on like every TikTok, every this, like every that, like it's so relevant right now. But can they're I doing residency a, in Vegas. Can I give a hot take about TikTok? Sure. I don't have a TikTok. I just watch reels on Instagram 70 years later when they're not relevant anymore. But <laughs> I'm like, I am an old lady, but um, all jokes aside, but um, I hate the TikTok takes music that's good and then ruins it by putting it as a sound for everything that drives me bananas. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. So like by the time that some songs are even released, like I'm like tired of hearing yeah. that. Like, well, and I feel like we could do a whole this too mini episode on like my hate for TikTok, but I won't go any so further into it. But I understand, you I understand what you're saying. No, I don't. But like, but I, the videos are funny to me. Like I love stuff like about work or about like friendship. Like those are funny. The dancing thing I care less about. I don't think it's like, I wouldn't say that's like most of TikTok though. I know I couldn't care less about the dancing. However, and like Grant, Grant sent me this adorable little TikTok that actually made me cry the other day. It was like, it was like my sister, my sister, when she picks me up from home, me sitting there listening to my sister complain from about work and it was like it was like the cutest little thing about being a little brother but like there's I do enjoy TikToks but I hate that they ruin music is my problem yeah <laughs> but I get that's also a hot take about Las Vegas residencies though yeah I like it and that was not any slams towards Adele either I still think Adele is queen yeah I just I feel like she's like lost some of that but then again, like music has changed so much in like the last like even like three or four years. That's I what feel I like I was gonna say, like it's so different now than it was. It's like, very different in high school. Back to Kate being in a telegram and she sings a great Adele song. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's all we see at that point. Oh, it's Kate singing over like a montage, right? Yeah. Yep. So then Toby's on the phone with his therapist finally mm -hmm. to tell him about what he did and then we see teenage randall alone in like a freaking taco bell right yeah like a diner i didn't think it was a taco bell but <laughs> it, looks like a, it, looks, it looks like a taco bell from the 90s to me but i don't okay i just assumed it was like a diner <laughs> I mean, it's a taco bell in the 90s but it looks like it sure looks like a taco bell <laughs> Randall at the Taco Bell. Um, I'm a little, I have to say, and I know I'm sure Randall said, no, no, go ahead. But Kevin didn't stay with him. And also on the other, on the flip side of that, Randall didn't go. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I guess Randall's kind of heartbroken. Like it's a little bit different. Yeah. Randall's upset. So he probably didn't want to go. I think that. Yeah, Kevin and Sophie are like, also, I don't know. So whose prom were they going to? 
probably Kevin, Sophie, and Allison. Oh, you're so right. Randall yeah. probably couldn't just go without a date. Right. That's true. I always forget Randall went to a different school. Yeah. Yes. Truth. So, and my other thing is, yeah, like Randall probably sat there because he didn't want to go home because he didn't want Rebecca to be upset. And then I'm like, did he even tell Rebecca? Does he ever tell Rebecca? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know either. Um, and then Kevin's in the limo with Sophie mm-hmm. having a little mini bottle of vodka, mm. which is not good. You're telling me Rebecca didn't know there was a problem based on all of the things she's seen in Jack's family. Like not to be a jerk, but like, it's not like she doesn't know. Well, I think it's like fresh on our minds too, especially with the last episode, but like, Keep in mind, Rebecca was like very adamant that Jack did not have a Right. I know. (laughs) Even after seeing his dad dying of liver failure. Yeah. She's like very much like rose colored glasses about Jack and probably also about Kevin. And she thinks that like they've had, they have it under control or like she probably thinks that Kevin's just sad and like also who's just like. I do have to make a comment that like when your 17 year old is like grieving, why are you like, it's okay that he just gets drunk all day. I I know. (laughs) Terrible mom award. He's yeah, it's the worst. Um, And then Miguel is still fixing the fridge at this point in time. And Rebecca's like, you don't have to do that, Miguel. Like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, I do. Rebecca, I do. And that part made me, it hurt my heart a little bit. So then we see Kevin um, and he shows up at Robinson's home. Yes. And he comes to the door. And then we see a flashback of Toby with his (laughs) ex-wife. Do you remember when he tried to get a job from her? Literally, God bless Josie. Is it Josie? Jocelyn. Josie. Josie. Yeah. Like Kate stalks her. And then like, (laughs) it's like, what a weird time. What a weird time. Um, <laughs> and then, but I think the real tragedy here is Toby's hair. I thought that too. <laughs> also, wait, can we just comment on this Josie thing real quick? Yeah. Imagine being Josie, who like, you know, I'm sure she looks up what her ex-husband's up to on Facebook, as we all do. Like, right. we all look you up. You look up your ex-husband a lot? <laughs> I'm not divorced. But as <laughs> like... Kidding. We like look up what like people from our past, not even like ex-boyfriends. I look no. up what anybody like. Oh I'll man, I go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, how awkward do you think it was for her to like open Toby's Facebook and find out he married that woman that she hired one day? <laughs> like, that's creepy. That's awkward. It's super freaking weird. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just thought about that because I'm like, you know that she looked looked up Toby, you know, or maybe even <laughs> Kate, like later on, she's like, whatever happened to that girl that I hired that like quit the same day, uh, you know. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. God bless yeah. Josie. But yeah, she's leaving. Mm-hmm. She's done. Um, and that's, I think that's all we see at that point in time, right? Um, and then wow. we see this guy and he's at Kate's gig and he tells her that she's like amazing at singing and yeah. she should even like go on the voice or something. Cause she's right. so 
If I had a dollar for every person that told me I need to go try out for the voice, I'd be very rich and wouldn't need to try out for the voice. <laughs> like, well, like, maybe you should then, Allie. Maybe it's a say all the time. But you know what, though? I'm like, and I'm using a quote, right? Pittsburgh good. And we didn't get there yet. But like, I think a lot of people don't like face that reality. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also being famous is not a dream of mine. <laughs> But yeah, the guy, that guy at the the office or wherever they were was like lovely. He was so cute. Yeah. Um, and then Kate overshares with him that sad things keep happening to her and woe is me, which I understand that you are sad, but please stop having an awful attitude about everything in your life. Yeah. But this is when we see her say that sad things or bad things in her life make her want to stop singing. Yeah. Which so. I do. Th- I mean, that's very sad. Yeah. Um, but that makes I sense do, for like the next scene because it absolutely is- does. Yeah. And I love, I do love that. That guy's like, well, I hope things stay happy. Yeah, I know. He, he was a cutie. Um, and then in the next scene, we do see teenage Kate mm-hmm. and she decides to sit down at that piano, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a big deal for her at this point in time. Cause Jack's only been dead for like two, three months ish. Because they're still in that apartment, correct? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think so, too. And um, she goes to close it, and Rebecca comes over and just, like, touches her hand, like, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then we see Kevin, and he's with Mr. Robinson, man. Yeah. Um, I also was <laughs> like, these were saved in the fire. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> they were, though. They were in an album, though. Yeah, yeah. And he's only got like a couple pictures, so I'll let it slide. Um, okay. But I, Robin- I literally laughed out loud when this happened because I was like, Sage is going to say something about it. No, I'll let it slide because it was like the same pictures that we saw like in the last episode hung on his wall. Right. So there's only right. like a handful. So I guess like continuity wise, that's, that's okay. Like, yeah, that's right. A little bit of sense. But um, Mr. Robinson's like showing him his purple heart and he yes. says like, I, lo- I got this in exchange for my leg. Yeah. Um, and then he he's like going to tell Kevin like a little bit more of the story and he asks like, do you want a drink? And Kevin yeah. says no. He says that he's sober and he says that Jack also had a drinking problem like after the war because of some of the things that he saw and then this yeah. is I think one of the most like interesting parts is like yeah. Robinson's like your dad was like a squad leader like he wasn't a mechanic like I'm not really sure what he told you right but, like, he like he was in charge of a group of men and like we'd been through some really bad things basically. yeah like he wasn't just I, cars. I really love what Robinson says right here where he's like how deep do you want to go here son mm-hmm which is a fair question. Like, and he just says, yeah, he says what you said. He's not a mechanic. He was a squad leader. And in October of 71, he saved my life. Yep. Yeah. Which is, yeah. This man is so cute. I just want to take him home with me. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, Um, and then Zoe's in the kitchen with Mr. Robinson's wife. Um, and Robinson. Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> I had to go there. <laughs> Cuckoo, Mrs. Robinson. And they're like slicing 
key lime pie, which what a great choice. And <laughs> she's like, oh, so how long have you two been together? And Zoe's like, oh, we aren't together, um, which I Zoe annoys me, but whatever. And the wife is just super sweet. And then Zoe's like, this is the first pure alabaster man I've dated seriously or that I've thought about dating seriously. And she tells the wife all about like, you know, her silk pillowcase. She tells her about um, the racist trash cashier at that gas station. And she's like, he didn't get it. He didn't even see it. He just thinks I'm fancy. He thinks I want this silk pillowcase because I'm fancy. Um, well, and, like, I think the the wife makes a good point, though. And she's yeah. like, what did you tell him? Right. Which I think that's a fair thing to say. Because yeah. Kevin, like, Kevin doesn't have, I'm, I'm assuming at this point in time, Kevin has not dated a black woman ever. Right. Like, I do think it's weird that he has a sister-in-law who's black and he doesn't know some of these things. Yeah, but also, like... Is Beth sitting down with Kevin, who they've already got like a unique relationship with, and right. she's like, "This is my bedtime routine." No, like, but like, you don't think Kevin's seen her hair? We don't think Kevin's seen her hair in like a silk scarf before. Yeah, but I but guess maybe he just never won, never asked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's right. kind of a weird. Like, I don't know. It, it could and be you probably like weird... wouldn't know to ask if you not if you're not familiar. Right. And I think like, again, like I was trying to kind of say is like, I think that like, that's like a weird conversation for them to have when they've already got like a kind of unique relationship anyway. Like, yeah, I agree. you know what I mean? And like, Kevin's like very close with his nieces, but like, right. is he going to go say to their mom, like, Hey, what's that thing on your for you know what I mean right like, probably you know not. what I mean yeah. and he might no, think it's right. more of like a fashion thing like Beth is very fashion fashionista you know so so yeah I but I get like I think that's a fair question that Mr. Robinson's wife Mrs. Robinson asks her like did you explain it to him did you tell him because right. while he is the first pure alabaster man you have dated I'm I think it's fair to assume that Kevin has never dated a black woman either yeah um and then I like what his wife says too. She says, it seems to me you need to decide what you can handle. If like explaining things seems too exhausting to you, yeah. which is a fair point too. Like I, it's, I get it. So, mm -hmm. but, and then she's like, let's slice this key lamb pie. <laughs> and then we're with Beth and Randall again, and they are cleaning up the restaurant. <laughs> Um, after Randall's speech went pretty horribly. Um, yeah. And she's like, five people stayed to talk to you. And he said, they work here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then like they're cleaning up and the, they kind of, he kind of gets into it with the, the restaurant owner a little bit. Yeah. And he says, um, go back to where you belong. Yeah. And then Randall yeah. goes off. I like Randall. I really do. I seem like I don't lately. I know. But like when he goes off on this like little tangent about like story of my life, like I've never don't belong belonged anywhere. anywhere. I'm kind of like Randall, like you have a loving family now. You had a loving family when you grew up. I understand the feelings. And I maybe I, that's not even a fair statement. I don't understand, I guess, what he must have like gone through but right. also like I just feel like people 
don't care. Strangers <laughs> to you right. don't care. Right. No, I know. If you feel I think inadequate. Randall's problem is I think he gets so passionate, passionate and he's so emotional that he like just gets in his own head sometimes. Yeah. And that's like trying to pull him back. And this guy, but this guy makes a, I feel like the reasons this man is talking about, um, like Senator, what is it? What not Senator councilman. I just keep making up different titles for him. Councilman Brown. Is it Saul? I think it's Saul Brown. Brown, He's like, we don't owe Saul Brown our, like, our vote. Like, we owe him our, yeah, our lives because this white, like, white guy came in with, like, basically, it sounds like a, like a company was going to buy up with their white agenda to move black people out of the area. Mm -hmm. And, Saul Brown like shut it down and they feel like they owe Saul Brown their lives because it was their livelihood which makes total sense and that's where sometimes I think Randall like gets so overzealous because I'm like you don't have that experience that those people have yeah so you don't get like why they are feeling that way it's yeah. not necessarily complacency yeah I also yeah I agree with that I also like I was trying like what I was saying like I think that Randall yeah. gets too personal yeah Right. Like, this restaurant owner does not care that you grew up feeling like you didn't belong anywhere. Right. I'm sorry, no, but can't. he just doesn't care. Like, he's not. <laughs> <going to go. laughs> like, he doesn't care about uh, your feelings. You are a stranger. You know he cares I mean? about getting paid up front. That's what he cared about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I agree with you. I think it's so weird rewatching this because I was like, you loved, loved Randall the first time. And I still do love, love Randall. And I, but I think it's a, mine is not because I necessarily, I do love the character of Randall. I think my, th- I have a soft spot for Randall because I feel like I relate most to Randall most of the I time. Like, I feel like I'm not as like easy on Randall this time around. Like I think yeah. when I first watched it, I was like, oh, like he's had like, you know, a lot out of the three of them, like he's gone through so much and blah, blah, blah. And I don't necessarily think that he's like, I think that they've all gone through things. Right. That are different. And I do like, I feel a lot more for like Kevin, who I thought was like, had, right. the, had it the easiest the first time around. So yeah, no, I agree. I, it's so weird. My opinions, like I'm not, I'm less hard on Randall or I'm more hard on Randall this time. Sorry. More yeah. hard on Randall this time. Less hard on Kevin. Yeah. Probably about the same amount of hard like on Kate and Rebecca. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. Then we're with Toby's mom. Yep. And she's trying to get Toby out of bed. And we, yeah. I think we find out this is like after him and um, Josie. Yeah, it's months after him and Josie break up and she came because Toby's brother was worried about him. Yeah. Um, and she, I think it's like, I really like this scene. Cause I feel like his mother's her acting is so good in this scene because I feel like her face says it all that she sees herself in him and she's freaked out about it. Yeah. But she says to him that the joy in you is just as big as the sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it flashes to the Katobi meet cute. Yeah. We see him like go to therapy 
and he says yeah. that he looks like he ate the Unabomber. I know. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so we see him like cut his hair, and then we see him like go to weight loss support group, which I'm guessing is all like part of this like trying to not look like he ate the Unabomber joke. Like I think that was like the whole the whole like point of that. Self-deprecating um, humor is the best kind of humor. <laughs> yeah. So um but then he meets Kate. So I love it. We've seen that scene before. Yeah. It was cute though. It was cute watching it again. Yeah. Thank goodness Toby's shaved his head though. I agree. Not a good look. That like little patch of hair like on the top was so bad. Um so then we see um Toby and he's playing video games at that little arcade. Yeah. And some lady's like, You've been here an hour. And he's like, What time is it? And she's like, It's 3 45. And they're supposed to get their call from the doctor at four. Yeah. So Toby's like, oh my gosh, he's like so stressed out. He leaves. Yes, he does. I think that's the end of that scene, right? I think so. Okay. And then next we see Mr. Robinson again. Mm -hmm. And he has photos. Mm -hmm. Um, And he talks about how he tried writing to Jack, but Jack didn't, didn't write him back, which that hurts my heart so badly. I thought he um, said that they they kind of like life happened and they kind of lost touch. He said life happened and I tried writing him a couple times and he never wrote yeah. back, yeah. which I just think is so sad. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously a time before like Facebook, anything like that, where you can easily keep track of people. Um, and then they're kind of going through the picture and Robinson is kind of talking about how some people had died. And Kevin's like, oh, that's my uncle that died in the war. Do you know him? And he's like, no, I didn't meet him. Like, he must have been there, like, after I came. And then he's like, listen, sometimes the answers are so dark. You're better not having them. Like, yeah. he tells Kevin that about the war and, like, Jack and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see young Randall run into Miguel as Miguel's, like, taking the trash out from fixing the fridge. Yeah. And... He's like, oh, how's prom? And Randall says, like, I didn't go. And because Allison's dad was, like, racist. and Allison's dad's a douchebag. Yeah, basically. Um, And Miguel tells him about being born in Puerto Rico. And he came to Pittsburgh when he was eight. And he was determined not to have an accent. But people, like, judged him before he even had a chance to speak. Yeah. You know what I thought was really interesting right here is like he talks about like learning from cartoons and stuff, how to like speak English and like not have an accent and stuff. There are so many people in real life that do this when they come to. Oh, yeah. I would say like most of my friends that are bilingual, like that's how they've learned. Yeah. Um, There's not to be like a total like you guys are going to be like, what a hick, but I'm not. But there's a NASCAR driver, Daniel Suarez. He's from Mexico and he learned, he came when he was like 16 or 17 and didn't know English. And he's like, I learned from watching cartoons, like yeah, but entertaining and you're learning English, I guess, you know? Yeah. But interesting stuff, but yeah. And then people called poor Miguel, Ricky Ricardo. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's Cuban. 
You know, my pap, my pap in younger pictures look exactly like Ricky Ricardo, who I think is so cute. We're not Cuban. My pap just for some reason looks Cuban. Um, But yeah. And then Migs is basically, I feel like Miguel is trying to like not overstep and be a dad, but also just give him a little bit of a pep talk, you know? Mm -hmm. And Randall's just like, I'm really tired and I want to go to bed and cuts Miguel off. Yeah. And then I wonder though, do the Pearson children like think about these moments with Miguel when he's like really lovely to them because they're so rude to him sometimes. And I'm like, he was nice to you even when you were a teenager. Yeah. But I think like, this is probably some of like the issue that they might have with him. Like, cause yeah. I think, because I think Kate is the nicest one to Miguel. Right. It's really yeah. just Kevin and Randall that have an issue with him. And as we find out, like, Kate's the one that realizes, like, he's just trying to be nice. And he's yeah. just trying to be helpful. Whereas, right. like, Kevin and Randall, I think they kind of see him as, like, overstepping a little bit. And oh, also, yeah. like, Rebecca told them, like, neither of you have to be the man of the house. But also, right. I think that, like, they might feel as though, like, Miguel's trying to... Be the man of the house. Be the man of the house. Yeah. To an extent. So I guess I just felt bad for Miguel here and Randall. Uh, I, I do having... too. I absolutely do too. I just like, yeah. Everybody's having a rough night. Yes. So then we see that Kevin ordered Zoe a pillowcase. Um, and I I thought this was like a really sweet gesture because he was like, you know. I got the nicest one that I could. Like, it just seemed really important to you. Yeah. Like, that's, I think, what matters more so of, like, whether or not he, like, knows, knows why, knows the reason. Like, he yeah. realized it was important to her. So he was like, I'm going to do something about this. Right. He's, I think this scene is adorable. And then it's like, in that moment, Zoe's mm-hmm. like, hmm, he is worth it. I'm going to tell him everything. I do love his face when she tells him about the racist cashier because he literally like had no idea. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb boys. Um, excuse me. And then we see Rebecca and she's telling, they're at the piano, her and Kate, and she's telling Kate about a lullaby that she used to sing yeah. and how music has always been inside her and how when Kate said like the piano made the room look smaller Rebecca said it made it look bigger to her yeah um and th- we see Rebecca she starts singing and she asks Kate to sing along with her and Kate like kind of tries but she's like I can't yeah it's basically just one big like music therapy session I actually loved this scene with Kate and Rebecca and I think I love these scenes with Kate and Rebecca because they're so few and far between and this was just like a genuine moment where Rebecca and Kate were like just genuinely enjoying each other's not necessarily enjoying each other's company but like finding comfort in each other yeah honestly the best relationship that Kate and Rebecca ever had was like right after Jack died yeah Especially, I, I would argue like the end of the sh- you don't think at the end of the show they have like when they're older okay maybe maybe yeah. maybe it's by the end but like when like Randall goes to college and Kevin moves to New York with yeah Sophie and it's just the two of them there right yeah no I agree with I, that I think I like think it's her her fill of Rebecca yeah I agree um, and then we see 
Kate at the piano at her and Toby's house, Kate today. And I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, she's made a lot of strides, which I feel like is kind of what this is saying. Like she's at the piano, she's playing music. She got a dog, she's singing. Um, so then Toby runs in and they really did the most to make Toby look crazy and awful in the scene. Like he is going through, like he's going through it. Um, and then Kate's like, Oh, the doctor already called. It worked. I'm pregnant. Where am I? And then it's like Toby held all of his like anxiety and depression in until this moment was over and he knew Kate was okay. And then he just completely unfolds. Yep. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, so then next we see Beth. Um, and she tells Randall basically like, give yourself a break. Like it didn't go as well as you expected, but then like the next one will go better basically. She said um, at least she didn't cry. <laughs> okay, but like it led into this moment like perfectly because yes, Randall I asked thought, about her interview. And she said, I boss, I was a boss at the interview. Yeah, at least. And then she, and then she made like the comment, like at least you didn't cry. But then we see Beth like in the very next scene at her job interview where she did not boss. Right. We also, I just like to say I was calling... I was calling Bill Phil. <laughs> and his name is Bill. Oh boy. I didn't even Gigi and Phil. They're so write down a name, so well, um, Yeah, that's interview tore my heart out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just see like she's like not in a great place career-wise like she was at this company for so long and now she feels like she's starting over and she kind of loses it there I said I wrote in my notes that she pulled a Randall she did I think she also feels betrayed like it sounds like she built like she built the company up with Bill it's I think it's really hard and I'm talking from experience when you feel like you've given a place everything and have also like maybe put your personal life on hold or like sacrificed things right yeah like and then it's all thrown in the trash and you get treated like trash anyway you feel betrayal yeah yeah Yeah. so that's yeah I feel her yeah so then we see um Kate and she's on the phone with Toby's doctor Mm -hmm. um and we see Toby and is in bed and the doctor is going to adjust his medications right and And then yeah taking charge yeah and then we see sophie and she takes kevin to miguel's house yes um and he's drunk and miguel like is like i'll take care of him like it's okay like you did the right thing by bringing him here and the whole nine yards and then uh miguel calls rebecca and rebecca's like thank you the fridge works blah 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 like you know, all happy go lucky, and Miguel right. say like, you know, Kevin's here. But this is when I wrote like they're trying to make us think that Megan, M- Megan, Miguel, <laughs> and Rebecca <laughs> are gonna be together right now, like right now. Yeah, it's kind of evil, and mi- I, and mis- but, but I also think we know at this point, like we already know they didn't get together until way later on. Oh yeah, because we already saw the twenties episode where they talked yeah. on Facebook. Right. Yeah. But they're, but they're um, like trying to make you think that there's feels here now. Right. I agree. There's no, I totally agree with you. And maybe the first time I watched it, I kind of thought that, but I wasn't, you know. Um, 
one thing I do want to say, which I thought of you and I didn't text it to you because I wanted to say to you on here. When Kate's handling all that stuff, she has this giant bracelet on that looks like the bracelet April gives Luke <laughs> that he wears <laughs> in Gilmore Girls. It's oh, like so gaudy chunky yeah yeah and I was like oh my god that bracelet you have to go back and look at it it's so bad Kate is like the costume department for Kate is rough they like give her like costume jewelry she looks the best as Adele that dress was cool yeah shiny um and then after that after Miguel tells Rebecca like Kevin's here and she's like you're too good to us then we see a flash to Jack and Miguel where Jack's filling out a life insurance policy which way to stab me in the heart this is us and Miguel's like you shouldn't pay for that scam which at first I was like oh my god did Jack not have life insurance but you know like that's where I was going I was like you really want us to hate Miguel but um And then Jack looks at Miguel and he's like, if something would happen to me, though, like if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, you'd take care of them, right? Mm -hmm. Very sad. Which now leads us to why Miguel is doing all this, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we see adult Kevin and he's getting ready to leave the Robinson's house. And Mr. Robinson gives him a few more pictures. Um, And one is of Jack and this woman. And yeah. recognizes the the medallion that the woman yeah. is wearing in the photo. Yes. And that's how it ends. Yep. What a good ending, Will. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, did you cry at all? No. Hmm. Did you? I cried when he saw that necklace on her on her like right at the end. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that <Please>. one <laughs> got me. Oh. It got me. Um, but that was the only one. Yeah. How about least favorite favorite? Do you want me to go first? I can go first, I think. Okay. No, go ahead. Um, so my least favorite, it, it kind of like spans the last couple episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. But mine was Kate not really noticing like Toby like starting to spiral out of control until it's like too late and he's like so right. far gone. Right. Like I think that again, I said this earlier in the episode, but all the Pearsons, like, if they have something going on in their own life, right. like, everybody else is chopped liver. Right. You know? I agree with you. That's so, hence why Beth, Miguel, and Toby have that dex chain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of just how it feels. And so I think no, that I that was my least favorite. My favorite though, I think was Miguel's like little backstory about like why he was there for the Pearsons and like how he was taking care of Rebecca and how he was taking care of Randall and how he was right. taking care of Kevin. Like, I really liked that. I like that too. Um, my least favorite, I didn't put anything that I thought needed like changed in the episode like that's what I rate them on most of the time unless it's really awful um and then my favorite I just picked anything with Mr. Robinson I just thought I just really like that I think it's cute which in turn like involves Kevin but I just really like it I like that storyline me too me too so what's your pop culture pick this week my pop culture pick I tried to go with theme it's a very obscure theme kind of in the show, in this episode, but it's fine. Um, when that 
um, owner of that barbecue place talks about like the white agenda and kicking all the black people out of the area. It reminded me of a show that I really like on YouTube. It's also a podcast. Um, Bailey Sarian runs it. Um, it's called Dark History, which I also love her murder mystery and makeup. And the Dark History, sometimes I don't like them all. But the one that I thought of immediately was the Dark History about the Tulsa Race Massacre, massacre of 1921. Um, if you're not familiar with this, basically the whole gist of this is after World War One, there was this place in Tulsa that was called the Greenwood District, I think. Um, and all of these black business owners, like it was it was a very affluent, like black area and people referred to it as Black Wall Street. And then a series of events happened where in one night this whole place was destroyed because of trash racist people but it's it's fascinating and like again most of the time history books do not cover things like this but this this episode was like very fascinating to me so check out dark history in general there's a lot of different things on there um that might wreck your life like lisa frank don't watch that one if you're a 90s kid but this one was really good so just watch it what about you um so my pop culture pick this week i kind of picked this one it's like not really on theme for this episode, but I think it's on theme for like one of the characters, I guess. So um, it's also a YouTube channel. Um, the creator is Kelty O'Connor. That's like just, it's just her name is the YouTube okay. channel. Um, she's like a former like college athlete mm-hmm. who like after college, like she was trying to like figure out like, what she wanted to do because like her whole life up until like graduating from college revolved around sports and like playing on a sports team and like so when she graduated from college she was like okay like I'm gonna basically she was like a bodybuilder for a little while and then like hated like the culture of that and like how she had to eat a certain way and like so now she is like kind of like a fitness youtuber yeah but like all of her videos are like fitness challenges and like whether or not like you should do them and like her her views are very like anti-diet culture-y in my opinion Mm -hmm. but it's also like more so on like the the fitness end of things like exercising and the whole nine yards and I just think it's really cool um I like her yeah she's funny love that I think I have seen her before. That name sounds familiar and what you're saying. Like all is very familiar, like the college athlete thing and yeah. bodybuilding. Um, but it's, I don't yeah. have to check that out. Yeah, she's cool. It's like one of those things though that I think is like very relatable and it like relates, I think to Kevin's story a little bit. Like yeah. you have been like so focused on one thing your entire life and then it's yeah. like taken away from you. Like that is so relatable to so many people, whether it's like sports, like if that's your thing, like definitely Great. check her out. If it's not like your thing, like you might not like some of the challenges and stuff she does quite as much, but like, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like right you know yeah I love that yeah do you have anything else to add I don't think so do you no I'm sorry everybody that I was a mess the first half of this podcast because I'm sure if you got to the end of this you're like this was freaking rough which it was (laughs) um so that was my fault my badness it's also 
questions, comments, ideas, write to us at this too much pod at gmail.com or slide into those DMs politely at this too much pod on Instagram. But we'd love to hear from you. That's not a joke. Absolutely. And for all our new viewers, welcome viewers. You're not looking at us. Thank God. If you did, you'd be scared of me. But every time I get on here, I look like a train wreck. Um, but anyway, um, all our new listeners, we appreciate you. We appreciate our old listeners too. Yeah. I feel like our new listeners are not just jumping straight to these episodes. So by the time that you get to like season three, <laughs> we're saying welcome. <laughs> Give us some grace. Yeah. I said it in the thing that I put at the beginning too. So it's yeah. fine. Good. All right. Well, this was us, guys. This was us.